You are listening to 51st Dates Houston. I'm Connie Leon, your host. We will be discussing relationships and dating and everything in between with people from all walks of life. So get ready. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to 51st Dates Houston. And I have my second guest, which I am so excited for. Um, Her name is Rhonda Sepulveda. Rhonda and I have been friends for over five years. And we met at a leadership class, which is actually the same class that I met our first guest at, Ilsa. Ilsa's interview was amazing. It was so much fun. So we're here with Rhonda. Rhonda, good morning. Hi, good morning. We don't have an in-audience applause. <laughs> so Rhonda, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and who you are. Uh, hi, good morning. I'm Rhonda Sepulveda, and I am in nonprofit, and I have been most of my career. So I do um, parish and government relations, which means that I meet with clergy and politicians and their staffs. So it's just a remarkable opportunity because we have such a great community. Right. So I started off last time with telling everybody how old Elisa was because it's really important for my audience, I feel, to kind of know that we're capturing all ages and that relationships and everything that we go through uh, transcends through everything, right? Age, gender. So um, tell us how old you are. I am. I just turned 56 years old. She looks amazing. She looks fucking amazing for 56. Okay. I think it's a Latina thing, right? Like, I told somebody this week, I'm like, brown doesn't crack either. So, Well, I like what what Yvette said to us one time when we did our leadership class. She Uh said that she's preserved in Manteca. Yes. 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 That's true. She did say that. I love that. So, okay. We start this off with either, like, a most memorable first date or a worst first date. Uh, of course, with Ilsa, we did a worst first date. We can all remember the mom coming to the date was, yeah. wow, well. super. So what do you want to share with us, right? Because um, it can be a first date that you remember, a worst date, you know, when you were married or now. So what, whatever it is uh, that you want to share. Well, I was confused. Okay. I had a confusing first date okay. with my uh, my now ex-husband. We were married for 32 years. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of, um, so he had a second job. And so that's kind of where we met because he was at a shoe store. And I love shoes. Right. And so then he says, he says, do you want to go out with me? I was like, oh, I have a boyfriend. He goes, well, you're not married to him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it was, we were that guy and I, we were on, you know, on fringes. And so we were already ready to break up. And so then ultimately I ended up going out with my, then my husband, my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so then he goes, do you want to go to the tractor pools? And I was like, what the hell is a tractor pool? <laughs> we are in Texas. So we are in Texas. Very legit. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, you're going to have a great time. And I was like, Else, a tractor pull. Well, we didn't have Google then, right? Right. So I was just like, okay, well then I'm just gonna be surprised, right? So we had really good seats, and I learned what a tractor pull was. So uh-huh. they take these, I guess, eighteen wheelers and these these huge blocks, and then they race with these huge oh. concrete blocks to see who can get to the finish line. Well, meanwhile, we had like tons of beer. And uh, we had a great time. I did have a great time. I learned what a tractor pull was. It's bare. It's a so it's not like an yeah. actual tractor. 
pulling. Yeah, yeah it's a tractor. It's a tractor. Oh, I'm sorry, it's a tractor. Oh, that not pulls. an 18 wheeler. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Not an 18 wheeler. Okay, okay. Well, the beer. The tractor is the a beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's crazy. And yeah. so there's seats and people sit down and watch it like, yeah, it's like a, a show. True sporting, it's a show. It's a true sporting event. It's a country wow. man. Well, I mean, <laughs> Texas, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, a, a confusing first date. I love yeah. that. That's cute, though. But we did have our, our other dates were great because we did a lot of concerts. Awesome. Because yeah. music is I big miss, for yeah, you. Yeah. Music is so big for me. But we, yeah. No. And COVID has kind of ruined that for us. But yeah. we, we'll get back yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, tell us then, you were married for how long? 32 years. 32 years. Yeah. You're newly divorced yes. and single. Yes. So, have you started dating? No. No. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and you're not on any dating apps yet, no. right? No, no, no. So, dating apps is always our biggest kind of struggle or thing where yeah. you see all these guys and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to meet someone. And then it's like, mm, not so much. It's, yeah. to me, uh-huh. I mean, I'm what, 39, but okay. still, I kind of feel like I'm old school, right? Like, yeah. I'd rather meet people in person. And I've met some of the guys online that I've, you know, gone mm-hmm. out with, maybe two or three at the most. And most of them, we've ended up just being friends, right? Yeah. So it's definitely, for me, something that I'd rather go with traditional. And I know what you're going to answer, but, like, do you think you're going to get into the dating app scene? Or are you going to stick to old school, traditional, let me meet someone in person? It's that fairy tale thing, right? Of, like, you meet someone across the bar and you connect and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know that that happens anymore. Well, <laughs> let me just rewind a little bit. So whenever I, uh, after the tractor pull, <laughs> we dated for three weeks and then he asked me to marry him. And then wow. we married four months later and then we were married for 32 years and three wow. kids and now gr- five grandchildren later. But uh, so, uh, you know, it's so new because mm-hmm. right when my divorce was final, mm-hmm. then then I went out of town, mm-hmm. went to mm-hmm. Austin and then I got sick. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I really haven't really had time. Right. And I didn't want to date anybody while I was separated. Right. Because that gets too complicated, too right. sticky for everybody. Right, so, right. yeah, I didn't want to do that. But, right. Yeah, no, I think that for, to your question, um, you know, the fairy tales stuff seems so unrealistic in yeah. this day and age. Yeah. And COVID kind of puts has put a screeching halt to a lot of dating anyway right i mean well you know, a lot of in-person interactions yeah, as a whole right exactly. it's really hard yeah but you know i'm open to dating right um you know yeah yeah so i have a type in my head right so. <laughs> I feel good so i get made fun of sometimes a lot of times and at work we have a senior center right uh-huh. and there's this couple who told their story they're now in like their late 80s mm-hmm. they had both known each other when they were young they both got married to someone else went about their lives like 30 years later now they're at the senior center and they find each other in their late 70s early 80s and then they started dating and now they live together and everybody at work is like connie you see you have hope like in your 70s you could find your soulmate and i'm like i don't want to wait till 70. 70 is not like 70 before, oh yeah no no know? no no they this yeah. couple like living their best life right they used to go you know because from the senior center uh-huh. we would offer trips and you know they had friday night dances and this couple is there like yeah. living their best life literally in their late 70s early 80s and i'm like that's beautiful right uh-huh. i love it but but yeah so that just kind of takes me back to like being old school and traditional and wanting you know yeah 
you wanting just, that. You never know. I mean, I have a, I have someone I talk to online, mm-hmm. but that's not the same. No. You know, it's just totally not the same. Right. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, this is nice, but it's not real. Right. You know, right. it's, well, uh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me be sensitive to people who are on in long distance online relationships because for them it's very valid. Right. Um, maybe they've had an interaction, but you know, for me personally, it's nice, but it's not realistic. Right. I mean, I know that there are probably a lot of eligible bachelors in Houston. Right. You know, that would fit my, my taste. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And for me, um, cause I mean, I am on online dating uh-huh. and there's a lot of guys, like I talked to this guy in El Paso. I talked to a guy in San Antonio and again, like talking, like, you know, we chat and stuff, interact uh-huh. online. And one of the guys in San Antonio, he was like, I really think that, you know, we should do something like be, be a couple. And I'm like, I can't uh-huh. like, I, I'm, I'm that like touchy feely. I need yes. to be in your face every other day person. Sure. And he's like, well, me too. I'm like, yeah, so how are we going to do this? So we go back and forth sometimes. I'm like, I really want to see you. I really wanted this. And it's not going to happen, right? Because he's in San Antonio and I'm here. And he's like super smart, like PhD guy. Like Mm -hmm. he's not going to change his life for me. You know, I'm in a different place. And so so those kind of things kind of, you know, come into play where, yeah, it would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And he is a real person that I could touch Mm -hmm. and feel and see. But He's not in the same city, yeah. and it makes it complicated. And, yeah, I mean, maybe something could work, mm-hmm. and we could make it work. But right now, I'm like, that's not where I'm at. So, so yeah. Anyway, okay, dating apps, traditional. So, you and I uh-huh. talk about being traditional and being so for those of you who don't know Rhonda is one of my like i just named her the ceo of my dating life right <laughs> her and amanda because you guys i can go to you with everything and i can be open and honest and just very much myself mm-hmm. and i never feel judged and i i think we all need that right we all yes. need those people those women in our lives because it's hard like i come from a very mexican catholic traditional family mm-hmm. where if i told my mom half the stuff that i go through she'd probably be like what the hell right yeah, like she would right. not understand it sure. um so to have you in my mm-hmm. life and the amanda mm-hmm. like two different age groups i love that because yeah. it's so so we talk about it we talk about the chase and yeah. you're always telling me right mm-hmm. connie let him lead like that is in my head when i meet guys right <laughs> the Rhonda quote of the day let him lead so now we, we talk about it all the time how do you feel about that now because of technology, because uh-huh. of social media, because of women being feminist and so forward and liberated? It's like, if I want to ask someone on a date, I'm going to go ask that boy out on a date, you know? Okay. But how do you feel? Yeah. About well, I think it like you're doing the, these different age groups, right? Um, I mean, I don't mind ask, talking to somebody, you know, first right. or saying hello first. Right. Um, but the actual pursuit mm-hmm. is it trumps the natural order. And so you're hearing that more and more of as a trend when it's not really a trend at all. Right. It is just allowing nature and the way that we are engineered to just, to just happen mm-hmm. and let it be and let, you know, let him chase you. Mm-hmm. Let him pursue you. Mm-hmm. And not that you have to be the submissive little, oh, I'm just waiting right here for you. Oh, no, ma'am. Right. No. <laughs> We're you not know? doing that. And so then, um, you know, um, I, there is a T-shirt that I have, and it says, life's too short to, to dance. What, how does it go? Um, 
life's too short to dance with ugly cowboys. <laughs> oh, I like that. It's true. And so, <laughs> so it's not so much that they're ugly, like physically ugly, but there's some men that don't have um, good intentions. Right, right. Right. And life's too short to dance with ugly cowboys. Right. Right. And so, you know, you want just that right person. You want there to be that chemistry. You want there to be the things that, you know, make you fit. Right. And when I say, let him lead, you even think about dancing. Yeah. And then who leads? Yeah. Typically. Yeah. Now I'm all for the feminist part too. Right. Right. And saying, you know what? This is exactly what I want. And you have to have that push and pull. What is the Spanish saying? La interés tiene pies. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so that that goes both ways. Right. That goes both ways. And so in order to have that that dance, if you will, then you both have to participate. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. And the more I go through this, the more I meet people, I'm like, it makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. for me, someone who was married for 19 years, I met my ex-husband when I was 18. I didn't know anything other than being chased and being pursued, right? So... At one point, it kind of flipped on us where I was the one kind of chasing him and, you know, waiting for him and after him. And then it gets tiring, right? Like Mm -hmm. the back and forth. And so now I'm like, I'm just in a place where I just need someone to chase me. Like I cannot, I can't do the back and forth anymore. And I can't be the only one chasing because that's exhausting emotionally. You know, it drains you Mm -hmm. and mentally it screws you up. So, So, yeah, so there's a lot there that I'm like now slowly trying to just be patient with it Mm -hmm. because it's the best thing for us well a boat has two oars yes there was another (laughs) saying that we talked about this week we yeah one in english and one in spanish yeah so yours uh, and you are saying all these sayings i was like let me remember that before i forget it (laughs) so what was your saying so the saying was it's better to have a bad man than no man which is what i had I mean, I, no, I, you know what? Let me take that back because he was a good, he is a good man. He just wasn't a good husband for me. Right. Right. You no, know, he was a great provider, great dad to our sons. Right. The most incredible work ethic. And we, there's a lot of things that we loved the same. We just stopped loving each other. Right. Um, but yeah. It's better to have a bad man than no man. And a lot of times I would settle for whatever whatever emotional morsels he would throw at me. Right. And so, and I chose to stay. Right, right. I knew that it wasn't working, but I chose to stay for mm-hmm. so many different reasons that are in my own heart. Mm-hmm. Because I was in love with that man. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what he was doing that wasn't that went against our marriage mm-hmm. i loved that man mm-hmm. and until i started i fell in love with myself mm-hmm. i couldn't leave right. and so then i was like so i didn't have anybody chasing me i didn't have no side piece i didn't have that and mm-hmm. i wasn't looking for that but when i fell in love with rhonda then i was like okay i can leave for me right and I said, okay, so then that phrase just went out the window. Mm-hmm. So what's the one in Spanish? So the one in Spanish is mejor sola que mal acompañada, uh-huh. right? Which, yeah. which is something that now, every time I meet someone, like that's my saying because yeah. it's true. I'd rather at this point yeah. in my life be alone than mm-hmm. with someone who isn't for me, sure. right? And so definitely for me, it's that thing of, I'm really looking for someone who is for me because I was in the same situation as Mm -hmm. you. I married my ex-husband. I was really young. Well, we dated for seven years and then we got married. So a total of 19 years together. But 
it was that thing of, yeah, he was a great provider. He was a great partner. You know, we did a lot of things together. He taught me a lot of new things. You know, I wasn't, I didn't know if I was or not. Cause again, we grew up together, mm-hmm. um, an outdoor person. Right. And he would, he loved going camping and well, he loves it. He still takes the kids. And it's something that now I'm like, I could do that on my own. Like, I love it too. I love being outside. We, I, we went hiking yeah. in Austin because uh-huh. it's one of my things of like, let's explore, let's go outside. Cause it's something that I want to mm-hmm. incorporate with my kids. And, um, and so, yeah, we went to the beach this weekend. I've never done that with the kids, like to just take off. Aww, and yeah. Camila was like, mom, would we ever go camping by ourselves? Like, is that something that you would do for us? She's like, or I can just do it with dad. And I'm like, no, 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 we can do it. Like, yeah. I want to do it and we can do it. And she's like, okay. So I feel like that's going to be our next little adventure together. But it's all things that we learned from him, right? Like we, you know, as a family would do those things that I didn't know that mm-hmm. I love those things. So there's a lot of things that I learned and that I... Sure. Not just about myself, but, you know, about a lot of things that I learned from him. So, but now it it turned into the, I'd rather be by myself right now mm-hmm. than knowing that the person that I'm with doesn't match what I want or isn't matching, you know, I've said it a lot of times, isn't matching my hustle, right? Because right. Yeah. you and I are kind of in the same business of networking and connecting mm-hmm. and communicating and I'm super active. And so any guy that comes into my life, he has to understand that this you know, coming to the studio on Sunday mornings with a group of women to create content, to do my podcast, to do photography, whatever it is, yeah. is a part of who I am. Right. And I'm not going to change that at this mm-hmm. point because I love it and yeah. I know that I love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So my saying was the opposite of yeah. yours. Uh-huh. But I thought it was so interesting because you said it and I was like, wait, but in Spanish, what would that be? No, the, the Spanish is the opposite. Yeah. And then there's another meme that right now where you were talking about um, when you were married and how you left for yourself. In our first podcast, Elsa also touched on self-worth, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's been super important, right, as a part of my journey to understand that I love myself, that mm-hmm. I can be with myself. And it's true. There's a meme and it says when a woman leaves for herself, she's not coming back. Yeah. Right. And that's what happened with me, too, Mm -hmm. where I realized, like, I need to love me. Mm -hmm. I started going to therapy and the my therapist, she's like, well, don't look at the guys that are talking to you and how they talk to you or why. What does it say about you? Sure. And I would like I've been taking that in and in and the more I meet guys and I'm like, I can't be upset at the guy for not wanting to be with me or whatever. I need to figure out what that means about me. Mm -hmm. So with you, I mean, you said that you figured that out kind of like towards the end of your marriage right but what was the hardest part of like you figuring that out and then deciding that it was over and you had to move on because I've been in that same place too so what was your thought process on that so I left a few times right right (laughs) so because I just you know I was like do I really want to leave I mean it was even a faith struggle Mm -hmm. like truly a faith struggle because I'm very Catholic and I'm like but I'm supposed to stay here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, so then finally, uh, one of my kids, my most candid kid, <laughs> Corbin, Corbin. <laughs> uh, and you know, all three of them, all three of my, my sons, uh, I have four, I count four because I count my steps and I tell right. him he's been my son the longest, mm-hmm. but, um, all of them said something to me, but, I did a, a, a national presentation for Mujeres de Asset mm-hmm. in Chicago. And because you couldn't go. And then he said, that's <laughs> yes. So I did one on, uh, so I'm talking to, I think, a room full of about 500 women. Mm-hmm. And so then my son says, he goes, um, Mom, he goes, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He goes, 
So you do all of these presentations to women and, and you're doing this women empowerment stuff. He goes, when are you going to stop being a fucking hypocrite? Mm. And I was like, what? I'm your mother. I said, <laughs> why are you asking me that question, Corbin? And he said, he says, you know, mom, he says, I think it's great that you do these things. Mm -hmm. He goes, but until you take a, your take a good look in the mirror mm -hmm. and start telling what you tell those women, tell yourself mm -hmm. and believe it, then you're never going to be a hundred percent. Right. You're going to be a hypocrite. And I was like, ah, uh, yeah, it took me. I mean, it felt like, like a wash of water mm -hmm. and a cold bath at the same time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I was like, Wow. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So I started talking to myself as if I'm talking to you. Right. Or if I'm talking to 500 women. And it was more empowering. And it gave me a tough, it was a tough lesson to hear from my own kid. To the say, tough love yeah, on reverse, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a boy mom. And so I'm always very, I was always very candid with my kids mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I tell them life truths, but you know, I wasn't taking that exam, self-examination mm -hmm. of, of thought and conscious and care mm -hmm. even to Rhonda. And so, uh, so yeah. And so then once I, once I had that for myself and I had, I have this beautiful support group of women mm -hmm. um, and family that said you know what maybe it's time right and but I had to I had to be okay with that for myself mm -hmm. and so so yeah so then uh, the ex and I we recognize each other as family now right and so because we'll always be a part of each other's lives definitely and it's just it's a different kind of love it's a different kind of respect it's uh it's not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say it's easy. Right. Because for, you know, we still have a little tug of war um, in terms of, you know, who did what to mm -hmm. who and, or mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, but it's okay. You know, we, we're, we have, we have to figure that out mm -hmm. between the two of us because mm -hmm. all of our kids are grown. Mm -hmm. All of our kids are gone. I have one son in the Navy somewhere in the world. So mm -hmm. and I have one in Fort Worth, one here, one in California. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a different dynamic. Totally. You have to figure out how to navigate it. Of course, for me, my kids are little, mm -hmm. um, but definitely something that you said um, about the self reflecting. I think it's always easier for us to help others, right? Because it's really hard to like so do that inner work and really look back. And so that's where I like thank my therapist, right, for always being like, okay that's everybody else but what mm -hmm. does this mean to you and you know how are you going to work on you because that is hard it's always easy to give out the advice yeah and not take it for yourself right, right? because i do the same thing mm -hmm. i talk to women all the time like you can do this and the, you know this is awesome and blah 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 and they'll come back and here with manny at the studio i talk to him all the time and tell him do this do that you can do it da, da, da. and one day he, like a couple weeks ago he sits down and he's like what are you doing for you and I'm like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, you're helping me make money, but I need you to do something for yourself. And yeah, and I'm like, I'm looking at him like, 
I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> why are you asking me these hard questions about myself? Uh-huh. But we need that, right? Yeah, you we need... do. And so I did. I sat down that weekend. I was like, you're so right. Like, what the hell am I doing with myself? Like, I yeah. need to figure uh-huh. it out. And, you know, and then things come together and things happen for myself because then I push myself the same way that I push others. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always that kind of, like, retrospect of, yeah, it's true. I empower yeah. all these people. How can I help myself? Uh-huh. And it works the same way with relationships, right? Because we pour all that into our partner, uh-huh. but what are we putting into ourselves? Yeah. So that's always something. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me see. What else do I have on my notes? Okay, so something you wish you had known before all this, before your marriage, before your divorce, like what kind of, what advice or what is something that you wish someone had told you before all this happened that maybe would have helped you now? Something that you would tell somebody who's in the same situation, right? Of like, for myself, I was married for 19 years and my best advice that I give women and young girls, Mm because I talk to all kinds of people, things that I tell Camila are number one, explore the world, like travel, have fun, do your thing. Like I thought at 25, I need to get married. I need to have kids because the world's going to end tomorrow and that's it. Mm -hmm. And here I am almost 40 years old and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I should have traveled and done what I wanted to do then. You know, of course, things happen. I love, you know, the way things happen. I I have my two kids and I love my kids. But definitely me to my daughter. I'm always telling her, you don't have to get married. Number one, there Uh doesn't have to be a paper there. Like you can be with somebody the rest of your life and not ever think about getting married. That's not a requirement for anybody. And then the other thing that I tell her is have fun, do your thing. You know, you want to dance, you want to do makeup, whatever you want to do, explore that and enjoy it because there is time Mm -hmm. for having kids. There is time for getting married. You know, things happen for people where Mm -hmm. it happens young and it works out and everything's great. But at the same time, Maybe it doesn't, you know, yeah. that doesn't have to be the natural order of things. You can do things backwards and still be okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what is something that you think about now that you wish somebody had told you back then? I think they were telling me, but I wasn't listening. Right. <laughs> so if I could do something different, of course, I would have pursued so many different things academically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would have done. Um, I would have traveled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I settled though. I felt like I settled after the fact, and like I tell, like I tell uh, my ex now, I'm like, I should have been stronger and put my foot down, and instead I was like, you know, let me have my mis manos doblados mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just, you know, just take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, we even had a conversation recently and I was like, uh, yeah, you're not dealing with the same round. <laughs> yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How like, yeah. how old were you when you got married? Uh, I was 24. Yeah. So yeah, we got married a, around yeah. the same age. I was 25. Yeah. I was 24. Well, you saw the picture yeah, of yeah, when, yeah. I, when I got married. So yeah. Yeah. No, I was super young. I mean, you know, of course in my head, it's super young, but you know, you no, think, it is super young. Yeah. You think about it now, and I'm like, 25, I was a kid. What did I, I know? know? Yeah. Yeah. I was no. thinking about it as we were doing the math, and you were talking about, and I was like, you were five when I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah. No, yeah. but yeah, but it's the same situation, yeah. I feel like, regardless of when it happened, right? Uh-huh. Um, every time I hear your story, I see my story. Yeah. And and I'm it, we're almost parallel, right? The exact same yeah. thing in different um, time frames, but but yeah, I mean it's the same thing of like 
I was young, very traditional Mexican Catholic family. Again, you know, in my mind, I was like, I have to go to school. I have to get married. I have to have kids. And that's it. I live yeah. happily ever after. And it's not that easy. Well, I think that Disney does a great disservice. Yes. I'm sorry. No, it's true. <laughs> you know, it's and, true. you know, you think, oh, happily ever, ever after Prince Charming and all of that business. But, you know, there's so much in between. And, yeah. And life. Life. <laughs> life is so interesting. It's so valuable. It's so dynamic. I and, mean, 2020 yeah. is the best example of life, right? Yes. COVID happened. Totally is. And now what? Yeah. We have to shift. Yeah. We have to change. And yeah. so... It's daily, right? Yeah. Things like that happen daily for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is there is no uh, Disney story for the in-between, yeah. right? No. It's just like no. the, hello, we met, we fell in love, and that's it. Yeah. We go off into the sunset, yeah. and, you know, it doesn't work that way. No. It doesn't work that way. And so totally. I'm definitely trying to, like, um, undo that for my kids. Yeah. Especially for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Camila is such a dreamer. She's such, she's like me, right? Romantic. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants everything to be perfect and flawless. And I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> like yeah. shit happens like we're gonna fall on our asses sometimes and that's it that's all you need to know like we need to get back up and move yeah. on and, and so, yeah. so yeah and so being a boy mom I mean they're all adults now but you know I'll just still just say you know your wife is not gonna be the same they're all married except for Christian uh, but they're all married and I said your wife is never gonna be the same person that you married right she is going to change she's going to have children she's gonna have stretch marks she might have cellulite she might be you know all of these things right I said but enjoy watching her flourish I said then she's gonna get to be this age your age in her late 30s 40s and then you're going to see her blossom right and you got to be ready to keep up. Mm-hmm. You got to be ready for. She's your. She's the wind under your wings right now because she's very supportive and she loves you. Da 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 da. I said, but then she's going to, once she's once she hits that growth stage. Mm-hmm. I said that be ready to be the wing and the wind under hers. Right. Because you are going to be supportive. You're going to walk. You you're both evolving. Mm-hmm. We both we all evolve as we grow. Mm-hmm. But I want I want our children to know that there's reality behind everything. Definitely. And so do away with the Disney thing. Yeah. You know she's not always going to look like Cinderella. Um, and you know, I have beautiful daughters in law, mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then of course I have beautiful grandchildren, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, but I want them to know that it's, you know, it's going to change. Like yeah. not everything is going to be in the same place either. Right. You know, so, you know, be realistic and just know and just, you know, love each other in spite of all of those changes. Yeah. And I talk about it a lot right now is like leveling up. Right. Yeah. And so both people have to end up leveling up. It's right. when the one person does it and the other person does not. Exactly. That it kind of hurts and affects the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, for myself, I know that many times like I gave that pep talk to my ex-husband right about us growing and leveling up and and he would do it in his own way, in his own terms. And I ended up doing it in a very different way. And when that happened is when I realized, like, I need something different. You know, Mm -hmm. I need to move on and this is not going to work for me. And which is very painful for all of us. Right. Like for everybody. And Mm -hmm. it definitely it takes that like mentality of we both kind of have to grow and evolve. Yeah. I I know sometimes it's not going to be at the exact same level, but if you want to continue with that person, you're going to level up. Right. You're going to make those changes that you need to make. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. So let's see a few more questions and then, okay. So uh, who do you think should pay on a first date? Him or her? 
with the way things are. With the way things are, I think that it all depends on the couple. Okay. You know? Okay. I think for me, traditionally, I'm 56 years old. So to me, the guy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I think that depending on the couple, I think every couple is its own thumbprint. Right. And whether in that moment they they end up being together forever or they just like, oh, it's just the first date and, you know, eh, you know yeah. the dynamics just don't work. Um, some people like to split the bill. You know, I think that, so you think that's a red flag. Yeah. Like if the guy doesn't even offer to pay, that he just kind of leaves it up in the air. Do you think that's a red flag? Uh, it can be. <laughs> it can be. So I've gone on a few first dates, right? So a lot of times I love when the guy is like, doesn't even question it, pulls out his wallet and pays, right? Like uh-huh. that's my favorite thing because I don't have yeah. to worry about it. And then there's times when I can kind of catch the vibe beforehand and I'm like, oh, you know, I pull out my card. I'm like, here, I got it. Or I can, we can split it. Yeah. So you kind of, it's that vibe and energy kind of thing. Um, I've showed up to like dates before where like the guy's already there, you know, he's already ordered his drink or his food. And yeah, yeah. I've had, oh, I've had a couple no. like that. No, I just gave her a look like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I've had a, and so I get there and I'm like, oh, this is going to be that kind of date, you know, where uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to have to pay for myself, which is fine. I'm yeah. prepared and I can do it. Um, but that, that for me has kind of been like a new red flag, right? Of like, he didn't even like call me or message me like, Hey, I'm about to order. Do you want something like that to me is like, okay, let me back up a little bit. Right. Cause yeah. to me, it's a red flag. Well, I think then too, we, we think we talk about, we talk about communication being so important, yes. but that's to me, that's not everything. Okay. To me, expectation mm. is where we become more disappointed mm-hmm, mm-hmm, as yeah. opposed to communication. Right. So we can talk about, you know, what are your expectations? Are they silent or have you expressed them? Mm-hmm. And when we express them, then we're not disappointed. Right. But if we, I mean, you know, it's, it's like communication and expectation kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It's like the yin and the yang because you can communicate all you want to, mm-hmm. but if you don't say what the expectations are, or we have silent expectations. We're looking for those red flags or we're right. looking for those green lights. And we're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that, this could work. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I think that both parties always have the silent expectation. Like for me, when you said that the guy was already there waiting, it's like he's already excited that you're there. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, you go, oh, this is going to be one of those kind of Yes. You know, yes. so. You know, we all have this, you know, thing in our Disney. head. We yeah. have Disney in our head yeah, where yeah, we're yeah. trying to have those expectations. So so that's the other thing that I've gotten better at is uh-huh. like, what are you looking for? Is one of my main questions, right? Like, what are you looking for uh-huh. in a date? What are you looking for in a relationship? Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying like, general. that's one of my general yeah. questions, right? To guys, mm-hmm. because we do, we make these expectations up. In my head, he should know. Order me a fucking drink before Girl, I... <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, but it doesn't work like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, like, there's yeah. certain things that I'm like, he should know that I wanted a drink before I got that, you know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, definitely it's one of those things where we do. We have to learn to communicate it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. because also not every guy is the same, right? Some guys are super different and it's okay. Like, that's their own way. That's their thing. But, yeah, so definitely that's something. So I have a question for you. Yeah. How do you feel about a a guy who um, who opens the door for you, okay. who pulls out the chair, who stands up if you have to leave the table? I mean, you know, 
as opposed to somebody who's like, you know, just casual, you know, hey. Yeah, of course, that is another level for me. Like, Uh I love that. Okay. And I've gone out with guys like Uh that where, so I've had dates or people or guys that I talk to and they're like, well, you're so independent. I didn't think you needed all this. And I'm like, bitch, I'm still a woman. Like, of course I need all this. And then I've had the opposite where guys just do everything for me. And I'm like, this is beautiful. I love it. Because at the end of the day, like, that's my expectation. Uh I still want to be treated like a fucking princess, even though, you know, even though I'm independent and strong. Uh Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how it is for me. I know. I think it's beautiful. (laughs) But he has. So none of us come out of the womb knowing these things. Those things have to be taught. Mm-hmm. And for for us, you know, those are the things that, that I've taught my boys. Open the door for mm-hmm. a woman or a senior. Stand up if that's the only chair available. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things. But chivalry is not dead. No. Because there are so many other moms and dads that are teaching their sons yep. and daughters, mm-hmm. you know, what to expect or and what to do. Yeah. For the other person. I think that uh, valuing another person and giving them that respect Mm -hmm. is really what we really want. Right. It might all look different. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Respect looks different in so many different ways. Culturally, environmentally. Yes. You know, COVID. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Respect. But respect is respect. Yeah. And so whenever it's mutual, it is so beautiful no definitely and so that's really that's an attractive quality to me is someone who's respectful mm-hmm. and someone who's not going to you know just come out on the jump like what Yosa was saying I want to talk about politics right because for me I have to stand in the middle mm-hmm. in what I do and where I work I don't tell you what I what party I'm affiliated with or or chide you for not believing the same way I do right I love when someone doesn't just doesn't agree with me mm-hmm but I give them that space. Mm-hmm. You know, you believe what you believe in. I have these, my own beliefs, even if we're in the same party, mm-hmm. even if we have the same political party beliefs. Yeah, because right? you're still two different people. Exactly. But I love to hear what people have to say about, you know, what they believe. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, okay, I'm like, cool. Yeah. You know, because there is civil discourse. Yeah. You know, in so many different things, in relationships and all those other things. There's, but it's just being and you able learn to something. Yeah. You learn something new, different perspectives. Exactly. Um, you talked about chivalry, right? So yeah. with my divorce and my separation, I learned that my son basically became or took on the mentality of he's the new man of the house, right? Because it was just me, him, and his sister, uh-huh. and he opens the door for me. Like I, in the mornings, like if I have to, whenever we walk out the door, yeah. he'll open the door. He'll be like, "Mom, go." You know, he makes sure that me and Camila are out the door, that he's holding the door for me. Mom, do you need help? So definitely without me really even teaching it to him, he kind of learned it. And I respect it. Someone was telling me, he's like, you better let him open the door for you, right? Like you don't, because sometimes I'm like, son, 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 I got it. You go, you know? And I'm like, no, no, no. Let me not take that away from him now because he's already learning it. He's already in that mindset. So I let him, Mm -hmm. he opens the door for me. He makes sure I don't need help. Like, you know, he's becoming that boy and that's what I want for him. Mm Um, so yeah, so definitely that's something. And then what you talked about, um, you know, the discourse, the having that kind of agree to disagree, Mm -hmm. um, it's a challenge, right? I thought about it the last month where, why am I going after this guy who like, isn't really paying attention to me versus the guy who's in my DMs every day? Mm -hmm. It's the challenge, right? For both of us, right? Like 
the one guy's looking for someone who's challenging because he wants to chase me. And I'm kind of in that same place of like, I want to know why you're so difficult, right? Like, I want to yeah. know why it's so hard to get to you. Yeah. Um, but I love that too. Like, I uh-huh. want, I don't want you to agree on everything we do. Like, I get it. Like, the couples with the matching outfits and, you know, like, the holding hands at the park. And I'm like, that's something for me that I'm like, oh, do I really want that? Like, no, you don't. I don't. I really don't. I, I love the like, let's, you know, let's go back and forth. Let's really learn and pick each other's brains because ultimately that's what I want. Yeah. I don't want the guy that's like, oh yeah, let's go. What do we want to do? Like, uh, okay. All the time? No. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and, it, and then it causes that like confusion I feel in guys were like, well, you don't know what you want. No, I do know what I want. I just want the same things that a guy would want, right? But a like, little bit of friction creates energy. Yes. Good energy. Good energy. <laughs> <laughs> Your face. Yeah, her face is everything right now. I wish you could see it. But yeah, so okay, you talked about respect, yeah. right? What are, now that you're, you know, newly single, uh-huh. what are those top three qualities that you're going to be looking for in a new partner? Mm. You, that's your surprise question. I, I mean, <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, I always just, I kind of think about physical attraction and that that's not always, that's not no. as important to me anymore. Like when I was younger, when you're younger, that's really important. I want somebody to be, um, to be smart. Mm-hmm. Like biker guys, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about biker guys. <laughs> we won't talk about biker guys. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I want them to be, you know, smart. Okay. Sensitive. Okay. Respectful. Um, those are my top. Yeah. No, tops. for me, I definitely think. While I have a physical type in mind, right? You know my physical yeah. type. You know it. It's always super clear. Everybody like, oh, that's your type. You know, yeah. even Manny here at the studio yesterday, he was like, your type is so different from mine. Like, we could never be in the same place. Anyway, and, and so. And same for us. Your yeah. type is different from mine. Yeah. But so I do have that physical in mind. But uh-huh. honestly, like some of the guys, they don't meet the physical completely to what I have in my mind. It's always a version of it. Mm-hmm. But. I don't look for that, right? Like, at the end of the day, it's about that energy. And I told this one guy that texted me this week, I was like, I look for energy and vibes. Like, is that, is it matching? Is there that, like, kind of spark? Whether it's not, like, this big spark, you know, that everybody looks for, like, this is it. No. It's got to be something of, like, when we talk, when we communicate, you know, even if it's in messaging, like, you kind of know. Yeah. I kind of know the guys in my DMs that are, like, kind of being creepy and just, you know, they're all about the sex and, oh, you're so sexy, you're so pretty. And I'm like, eh, you know, I guess. But that's not all I am, right? Like, there's so much more. There's and so much more to you. <laughs> and the, and then that's the same yeah. thing for me with a yeah. guy. Like, I want to make sure that you have some depth to you, right? Exactly. Because if you have the same question, what are you doing is not a valid question for me. Like, yeah. there's got to be more. So, so dry. Yeah. Guys who, like, know, like, oh, you're a content creator, you're a podcaster, you're a blogger. Like, that's how you reel me in, right? Like, because I'm a creative. Like, that's where, like, uh-huh. if you say something like that, I'm like, <gasps> This is it. Like, that's my energy, you know? So, yeah, so that's a big, yeah, Yeah. he's really paying attention on his own, right? And Mm -hmm. some of the guys that have come straight at me with that, I'm like, oh, damn, like, where the hell, how did you even know, you know? So, yeah, something like that for me is one of the main, main things right now is that energy, that vibe. And even after I've been seeing someone for a few times, you know, after a few times, I'll know. Like, I'm like, oh, you're great. Everything is great. But 
there's something else missing. Yeah. And at this age, I don't want that something else to be missing. Yeah. I don't want to make that, um, what is it, like, not sacrifice, but I just can't afford to do that right now. I know. You're in such you're in such a creative space. Like, I've sat with you. Like, literally, we sat at the kitchen table. <laughs> yes. And she's doing, like, six different things <laughs> at the same time, um, simultaneously. And then she says, okay, can, can you look at that? And then... You know, how does this sound? And I'm like, uh, you know, we, we do, we have really good energy when we talk about life and circumstances and kids and, you know, relationships and all of that. And so this is a very natural, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, push and pull. But, you know, I, uh, yeah, right now it would just, you know, not to say that it would slow anything down, right. but you're in, you're in such a vibrant space right now. I'm going in a different yes, speed, in totally. a different direction right now. Okay, so rewind. Let's yeah. rewind a little bit for the very first time that we met each other. Mm-hmm. So we sat next to each other at a table. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and so there were there were quite a few people in our class. What, like 18 people in our I class? I think so. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, and she was so quiet. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> But she's that quiet that has energy. <laughs> and then my quiet is a different energy. Right. So, and then I was just like, but then I can walk in the room and be kind of like, oh, hi, hi, hi. But I used to be more of a people pleaser than I am now. Mm-hmm. And so, I, so they, we had these, even we had these color codes where I think you were a blue or a green. Yeah, which is, I think it was a know, green. Yeah, you were a green. Mm-hmm. I was the only yellow in the room Uh and I was wearing yellow that Uh day. And so, and it did match my energy. So when, after the class, I took it again Mm -hmm. and then I ended up having an even score for every color. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. And then my friend said, who, who issued me the test, she worked for Tony Robbins and and I still have to connect you with her. Yeah. Um, But uh, she goes, Nobody scores even on all colors. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I said, do you want me to take it again? And so then I said, I'll take it again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, it wasn't like, oh, did I do something wrong? But the old Rondo would have said, oh, did I do something wrong? But no, with this Rondo, I was like, I'll take it again. Right, right. <laughs> like, Whatever you know, needs to happen. Whatever, yeah. So you said something. It's so funny. Like, um, you said that my quiet had energy, right? So. Yeah. I think that for a long time, I contained myself, right? You did. Yeah. Um, my friend Sherelle used to tell me, she's like, Connie, you keep letting people put the sun in the closet with you. Like, she's like, you're the sun and you're in this closet. Like, the sun mm-hmm. doesn't belong in the closet. It belongs in the sky. Yeah. And and so I think for a long time, that's who I thought I should be, right? Like, I am too much. I have too much energy. I talk too much. I am too much. So for the longest time, uh, because I think just my environment, my background, my parents, you know, my ex-husband... I felt like I had to be that person. So I was constantly pulling myself into this space of like, let me not, you know, let me be the te ves más bonita callada, you know, calladita te ves oh. más bonita kind of person. And now I'm like, I don't care. Like, I need to put myself <laughs> out there, right? Yeah. And I know that that kind of scares guys away, right? Where I'm just like in your face all the time and they're like, ooh, let me back away. But I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, I put it out there from the beginning and just kind of, if it's a deal breaker, it's a deal breaker, right? Like. Yeah. I can't be anybody else anymore. I I have finally got come out of the closet right. in a whole different sense, right? But come out of my shell and come out of like who I used to be and into this new space yeah. where I just don't I don't care whose face I'm shining in anymore. Like I have to be this bright all the time. So what is like one 
thing that you can think of that would be a deal breaker for you when it comes to like dating or relationships or, you know, making those new connections for you? So I think about people who are waitstaff. Okay. And I have a deep respect for people who are waitstaff because I know that that's something that I couldn't do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if the person, let's say for instance, we're at dinner and he's rude to a waitstaff person, I'd get up and walk off. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah because it's about service for it's us, about service. right? It is totally about service. This is, I mean, it's the going back to the respect thing. Mm-hmm. And every server has a name. Mm-hmm. And you, you and I have been out together, and I'll ask that person, what is your name? Mm-hmm. Because they, they're they serving me. Mm-hmm. They deserve just as much honor as, you Respect, know. Respect, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so, yeah, no, that would be a total deal breaker. Yeah, you know, definitely. It wouldn't be whether you're going to open the door for me or not. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, none of that. I mean, I love that, all that. Yeah. But being rude. Yeah. Or being rude, period, in any in any circumstance, even mm-hmm. if, you know, if there's a topic that we're discussing, if it's uh, a controversial topic, no matter what it is. Right. And then, then I, you know, I'm all for, you know, disagreeing or not, you know, right. or having that push and pull kind of friction kind of conversation. But um, if you get disrespectful, then, yeah. then that's a, an immediate bye. That's funny. So mine would be like the opposite, not the opposite, but I've been on dates where like, I feel like the guy's maybe a pushover, right? Like someone's asking or like if someone's being rude to us and there's no reaction on the other person's side, like I maybe yes, zero to a hundred sometimes really quick, right? Like I grew up in the hood, like my my brother and I have like gone out different places and end up calling each other at the end of the night. We're like, dude, almost just got in a fight. Like both of us, right? And it's that hood, but, Uh but it's that flight or flight. What is it? The survival skill, right? Yeah. So if I'm on a date and the guy's like not really reacting to someone being rude to us, that to me is like, dude, help me, you know? Yeah. I can fight for both of us, but at the same time, I don't really want to. Like, I need you to kind of back me up on this. So that to me is one that I'm like, mm, yeah. kind of backs no, me away you have from to, it. Yeah, you gotta, gotta have a little bit of. Yeah, everybody's gotta have a little bit of hood. In yeah, just a little. I mean, you know, just a little, just, just yeah. enough. Just a because, hint. Yeah, just a hint. <laughs> just a hint because, you know, somebody said to me one time, they said, "Oh, you grew up in Second Ward, Magnolia." I said, "I didn't know you were from the hood." I was like. That was a wrong thing to say. Because <laughs> now you're going like, to see the hood. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, this was somebody at work. Oh, okay, okay. And and frankly, she was more hood than me. <laughs> I didn't want to think about negative. Right. So I was like, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to carry a little bit of hood with me. Yeah. Because I'm proud of where I came from. Definitely. It's part of our legacy. Mm-hmm. I said, if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I went back to my neighbor. I went back to my hood as soon as I could. Yeah, so, me too. Know, <laughs> and so then, you know, but it is, but it's not about it. You know, it gives us survival skills. It gives us things that we learn and mm-hmm. we, you know, gravitate toward our heritage mm-hmm. and who we are. Yeah. And so I think that it's just, you know, yeah. you know, I was like, and she said it in front of other people. Like I was supposed to be embarrassed. Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, that's a good question. Uh I was like, yeah, I am. I'm proud of it. I know. No, I think for me, definitely, um, I tell people, dude, I'm Mexican. And then Uh they meet me. They're like, 
dude, you're really Mexican. I'm like, yeah, like, what did you expect? My ex-husband, one time we went to a party, and I'll never forget, we were, and I don't remember where, Magnolia, maybe somewhere, and we get to the little place, and I'm like, hey, there's a spot right there, you should, we had a truck, right? And I'm like, you should back up into that space, in case something happens, and he looks at me, he's like, damn your hood he's like he's like how well yeah the night ended we were finding ourselves having to get the hell out of there and i Uh was like you see i told your ass like this is the hood i know i know my people like you know and so and so he was like from that one little thing he was like damn you grew up in the hood huh he's like (laughs) you gotta back up into those spaces because that way you can get out yeah um but yeah no and to me you know i'm super proud to be from north side it's something that i always talk about i mean again when i got divorced and left my ex-husband i went back home and i live in north side and it's something that i'm very proud of I don't ever mm-hmm. mind telling people. And a lot of people, when they talk to me, like, they're like, oh, I didn't know you were from Northside or expect you to be the way you are. And I'm like, why? Because of how I speak? Because I went to college? Like, I don't understand, like, what the perspective of was like, you don't really fit a Northside versus, like, I'm like, no, I can be hood. Like, yeah. you just don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. I'm educated and smart, but I'm hood, like, at yeah. the end of the day. But, yeah. Like, I some, of our, some of our most awesome friends who are very involved in the community. Yeah. Are from Northside, right. East End, Second Ward, Magnolia. I mean, I think it's you know, an think old it's school just, perspective yeah. of like what the hood was, or you know, like people just don't expect good things. It's cultural, it's society. They yeah. don't. And at the end of the day, I don't care where you were born and raised. It goes back to your respect. Exactly. You know how educated and smart you can be about situations mm-hmm. and perspective. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be for me of like, oh, you came from the hood. You're covered in tattoos. I don't expect anything from you. No. No. You can't no, do that. No, no. Not anymore. It's yeah. not the same thing. It is totally different. I mean, yeah. we, we've taken a, we've taken such an incredible paradigm shift as to what, because people size you up in mm-hmm. the first 15 seconds of looking at you. Mm-hmm. They don't see your content. They don't see your social media. They don't know you, but they're going to size you up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And and that's just who we are as humans. Right. You know, it's, and then it's just, you know, very primal. That's yeah. a very primal piece. But, uh, but then they get to know you. Mm-hmm. Like, I had this one person in high school, right? When I first met you, I thought you were a bitch. (laughs) But I was very quiet. I didn't talk to everybody. I was very quiet. All I did was my schoolwork. I was told that they thought I was, like, conceited and stuck up because I was the same way. I was just very, like, self-conscious of myself Mm -hmm. from forever. And I knew that not everybody would accept me. So I wouldn't talk to everybody. Yeah. And, you know, now these people talk to me and I'm like, damn, I didn't know you were so cool. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing for me is, like, I usually walk into rooms with, like, a suit fully covered, right? And when I take off my jacket or I have, like, a short sleeve shirt on and they see all my tattoos and stuff, I think their perspective changes of, like, oh, she's not, like, the super goody goody know it all you know she's regular and like and regular like you know they see my you know what I look like and they're I think it shifts for them where mm-hmm. they they put me in a different light and I'm like okay I can relate to you and talk to you you know you're more like me versus someone who you know yeah they think is not like them but yeah but I think that when people are just generally relatable that is and confident uh but not conceited is those are such beautiful qualities and you know just being approachable mm-hmm. and not being um you know because we know fake people and yeah that's that's not attractive no. but um but yeah so 
So wish me luck on this in this new this realm new of space. Life. Yes. No, I think everybody we all need luck. It's it's definitely a space that, you know, it's newly newly traveled for me and for yeah. you and times have changed. So yeah. yeah. This conversation know, went so well. You know what? There's this one other thing that this one lady said to me. She said, uh, and you and I both know her, but she said, la mujer divorciada es la mujer peligrosa. Mm. And I was just like, no, I don't want nobody's man. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not anybody's not, man. That's not. definitely something for me where I'm like, yeah, no, no. I, I want my own person. I uh-huh. want my own single available guy. <laughs> yeah, but I get the perspective. Yeah, you know? no, I understand. And, so, and we've been in places where it, people are coupled up and they're like, oh, okay, she's single. Right, you know? right. And you know, you get that side look, but you know. Uh uh-uh. uh. It goes uh-uh. back to the confidence and respect. And, you know, if you know what you have is yours, then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Ever. And I don't yeah. want yours. No, I don't want yours either. I want mine. That's Thank right. you, Rhonda. So I think we got like into every topic, not yeah. just relationships, but just life in general. And I love this. So we definitely have yeah. to do another podcast because okay, we, we could will. go on forever. I know we could. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Rhonda, for being on today. Thank you. Yeah.